0: Welcome into Draft Night for the NBA. It's the Arbt Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything basketball. I am your host, Kyle Schulte, and with me is my cousin Noah. How are you today, Noah? Little angry. Little
1: angry about the how, how this draft has gone for the Nuggets. But how are you doing?
0: Yeah, uh, strange night is what I how I describe it. Yeah. Not uh, any. This wasn't in my any of my projections for what the Nuggets were gonna do.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I thought they would trade down because if you listened to the interview last week with Vic Lombardi, he was hinting at the fact that they he thought they were gonna trade down. He had been talking to some people in the team, and they were they were they they were gonna trade down. But I thought if we were gonna trade down, it was gonna be for something of value or some kind of asset or younger player who's not Trey Lyles. And
0: it's just been a weird night, really weird. So to recap, we'll talk about all the picks or, or most of the noteworthy picks, but we'll start with the Nuggets. Um, so they had a 13th pick. It was reported early in the night that maybe – they were in the Jimmy Butler sweepstakes, maybe trading for Eric Bledsoe. So, I mean, early in the night, a lot of promise for Nuggets fans. Um, and it ends up they trading the 13th pick for the 24th pick in Trey Lyles. That's that's the the upshot of everything. If you're a Nuggets fan, and yeah. pretty pretty underwhelming, if you ask me. Yeah,
1: and. The whole the be, the best part about this is they use the twenty fourth pick for Tyler Lydon, who, who is super redundant with Trey Lyles. Is pretty much what Trey Lyles was. when it, he came out of school. I think he might even Lydon might be a little bit worse because Lyles can at least put it on the ground and create a little bit. And yeah. can play a little defense, I guess. But this is just really
0: disappointing for Nuggets fans. Um, you know when I look at both these moves. You can't help but wonder, just because Conley's been so good in the draft, he's been money with every pick he's made so far, whether there's some larger plan. um, But I just don't see it right now.
1: And and you hope there's a larger plan for this because this is really – this is bad if this is what it is. This is a bust of a draft, in my opinion. (laughs)
0: Well, you can't call okay, it Okay, it's not a bust, but it's definitely not what the optimal situation would be. And what a joke, first of all, on ESPN, where after oh, every pick, God. they put up the bust potential for each of these picks. How, how messed up is that for That's these That's really kids?
1: weird that they have a bust potential, because every single guy has the same, like a lot of the guys have the same kind of bust potential in the top 10, because all of them have flaws, all of them have problems. It's just kind of stupid. It's pretty messed up, but, but, if you ask me. But also what annoys me is the stupid player comparisons that really don't make sense.
0: <laughs> well,
1: of course they don't make sense. They're Jalen Rose. Yeah, and Lonzo Ball with Ricky Rubio. <laughs> like, that's kind of a little weird. <laughs> Not quite, I don't no, think. No, I think he's more Jason Kidd than Ricky Rubio. And you don't even think he's Jason. I don't even think he's Jason Kidd, but I mean, their
0: games are similar. I do, but he don't, no, obviously doesn't. But yeah, but uh, going back to the Nuggets, um, you know, I follow a, a few jazz fans who are pretty well connected, um, and I was just reading some of their thoughts on Trey Lyles. Um, pretty underwhelmed by his performance the first two years. He oozes potential. I mean, he's got an ideal NBA body. He shoots pretty well for his size, um, but just didn't get any minutes, which is the concerning thing in Utah.
1: Yeah, because they were giving Joe Johnson meaningful playoff minutes, but Trey Lyles was stuck to the bench.
0: Yeah. And the other concerning thing is – you just look at the Nuggets roster, it's the same story every year. They have so many players. You look at who they have at power forward now with Lydon and Lyles, plus they got Fareed, Darrell Arthur, they extended a qualifying offer to Plumlee later to, uh, earlier today, and they've got Wancho, who is a 3-4. I mean, wh- what are they doing? I don't understand. That's why yeah. I think there might be a, another move where they unload some of these contracts. They just have so many players I, I at hope. forward and guard. I just don't understand. I don't see the plan yet. I'm not saying there's not a plan, but it's hard to see what that is right now.
1: Yeah, especially because these moves don't really make sense right now with Trey Lyles. I mean, not a lot of the not a lot of teams in the NBA, I think, really want Lyles or Leiden because they're. It, it just, like Lyles has been in the league for two years. He hasn't really gotten any minutes. There should be a reason for that. And Leiden's pretty much what he is, and I think he's just get another iteration of Ryan Anderson or Channing Fry at and, his best. At his best, and that's uh, not really worth. Leiden Leiden might be a little more athletic.
0: He's a little more athletic, but he's still not a good defender. I'm not gonna write off. A draft pick—you never really know how these guys develop. I don't have a problem with Leiden as much as I have a problem with acquiring Trey Lyles and dumping the 13th pick. I mean, hopefully you're, we're trading Lyles for something, but he, just Lyles is on a pretty good contract for the next two years. That's, yeah, that's the positive. Hopefully, so, and I'm crossing my fingers that this is leading to Kenneth Farid being out the door.
1: Yeah, and we'll we'll watch this offseason if there's any moves because mm-hmm. we really—I I know I'm really hoping for a bigger move. I thought the Nuggets were really in the sweepstakes for Paul George or J- even or Jimmy Butler, but it just does not feel like they're up there right now.
0: Um, another thought as we see these moves um, unfold for the Nuggets is that it's, especially if Gallinari, they let like Gallinari walk, which is looking more and more likely every day, I think, just because – um, the word from Gallinari camp is that he's going to ask for 25 a year, which is pretty much a max. And I think Conley would be uh, insane to give Gallinari that much money. But I think with these moves, it's opening the door for finally their young players to start seeing legitimate minutes. Um, hopefully, Jameer Nelson doesn't play. So, <laughs> so that <laughs> Just lead.
1: like sneaking that in there.
0: For guys like Jamal Murray, Malik Beasley, Wancho, Jokic will start playing a lot more. Um, those four guys are really their core, along with Gary Harris. Those young guys hopefully will finally get to see extended periods of time together yeah. on the floor.
1: Yeah. And, I, and we were talking earlier in the finals. I don't, I don't know if it was on the podcast or not. We were talking about how Darren Williams was getting key minutes in the finals, and we were wondering why why that wasn't Jameer. And we could we could probably get a, we probably could have given up Jameer for some better assets. Or at least something earlier in the year. And this is just all all of the moves this year or the lack of moves are kind of I mean they're not giving me to making me lose hope, but the hope is waning a little bit because it just feels like we're not really going anywhere.
0: you, you like the nuggets being mentioned and in, they're involved with Jimmy Butler, they're involved with Paul George, they're involved. But it gets frustrating when you're involved in all these players. And then the move that ends up being made is Trey, Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles. Yeah. And you see what the Bulls got in return for Jimmy Butler. Uh, and yeah, you're telling me nothing. that the, Nugget, the Nuggets couldn't have offered something similar or much better than what the they got from the Wolves?
1: Yeah, it's really <laughs> frustrating. I mean, I mean I'm, not, I'm not giving up hope at all because we still have Jokic and Jamal and Beasley and a lot of young guys Garris, don't forget Garris Garris, Garris yeah too he, he's, been, he's been on the team so long I kind of forget about, about him, the young guy conversation but it just feels it feels like we're, kinda, we're about to start stagnating and kind of stalling and becoming and like we're, we're always going to be mentioned in, the, in a conversation like the Celtics or, or teams like that but we're
0: just never going to get the deal done and it's, it's getting frustrating and the other interesting thing is the, the the huge marquee free agent that they've been linked with is yet another power forward in Paul Millsap. Yeah, which is strange. Maybe it's a sign in trade, and they're acquiring any of these assets. I don't really know if it's a sign in trade. I think maybe Lyles,
1: but they just picked up, the Hawks just picked up uh, John Collins from Wake Forest. Maybe Tyler Lydon. It's it's hard to say at yeah, this th- point. This just doesn't make sense to me.
0: Well, of course it doesn't make
1: sense yet if there's a larger plan. I Ho- am that- really hoping there's a larger larger plan because we really we're really kind of losing hope over here, At least yeah. I am.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm not losing hope, I'm just confused. Yeah. I wouldn't go as far as to say that I'm losing hope. What is I that? I'm just a little just a little bit. No, it's just a little frustrated. I don't think he's actually losing hope. Yeah, that's probably more accurate. So, uh, but let's recap, we, we talked about the Jimmy Butler trade, um, just in summary, Butler and the 16th pick go from the Bulls to the T-Wolves, uh, yeah, that was, let me emphasize that, Butler and, and
1: the 16th pick, and Who's the 16th Justin pick, P- the 16th pick is Justin Patton, and Justin Patton can really turn into something, I really like Justin Patton, so this is a real, if, I think that if Justin Patton turns into something more than I think what he, he is right now, if he turns into like a really high quality starter or a high end role player, I think this is a massive, massive black mark on Garpac's, uh, um, Garpac's team, which is already pretty awful.
0: Can I, can I explain the rest of the trade before we get into it?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Cody. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was just
0: going f- thoughts. from the Timberwolves to the Bulls, Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, and the number seven pick, which is Laurie Markinen. Oof. So, the first thing that jumps out to me is, one, what the heck? And two, why did the Bulls include the 16th pick? Well, yeah, what are the Bulls doing? I mean, they gave up they gave up the
1: 16th pick. They drafted Markinen who's kind of redundant with Miritich. And it's not like they can just let Miritich go because they have to spend money. They're below the floor. So, it just feels like this is a really... It, this is a really terrible trade for them and I I was on Twitter and I was I saw a tweet from S- Sam Vesity and his he
0: was Game what, Theory podcast oh what yeah a, what great a great podcast. name what a great name for a podcast yeah Game Theory so that check out that podcast too but
1: he's he tweeted um, the depth chart for the Chicago Bulls point guards and it's something like Rajon Rondo campaign Mark, Michael Carter Williams Jerry and Grant uh, who else? There's some guys I'm forgetting because there's just like six of them. Well, Chris Dunn uh, now. Chris Dunn now. I think there's another one. Well, oh, that's, G- that's five. Yeah, that's five. It's it's still the whole... That point guard group is just is stuck in the 90s. Like, there's not a lot of three-point shooting. There's no three-point shooting at all. Uh, not it's a lot. Really, there's none. <laughs> there's like one good defender in there or a couple good defenders and it, it just feels like they have no direction. I mean, they're they're making more of a movement to go younger, but the young guys they're getting aren't really high quality.
0: And I think because they had five guards and they acquired Chris Dunn, it inhibited them from taking Dennis Smith, number seven. And I think they sort of felt like they had to go bigger and go with marketing instead. At least that's how I felt, because it seemed clear to me either Nitalikina or Smith would be better than Markkinen. I'm not as high on Markkinen. I don't know if you were. Oh, I'm definitely not high on Markkinen, but... Yeah. This is a weird...
1: It's It's been a weird night for the draft, to say the least. And it's been a weird week. I mean, we're, we'll get into all the stuff this week, because it's really been a crazy week with a ton of rumors flying around, some pretty huge trades being made. It's It's just crazy.
0: But outside of that bull's trade and I guess what the nuggets are doing everything else is pretty much gone to, according to plan at least according to me have there been any real other surprises tonight um, no
1: the teams have picked pretty pretty smart they've all gone smart they've gone what they got what the media said they were going to do outside of the marketing pick which was still part of that trade. And it just but he went he went where yeah, ranged that just not to the team that yeah. was expected. Everything is going pretty well. Um, I guess the only surprise
0: might be Bam
1: to four, at fourteen. Bam at fourteen it might be a little high. high but I like Bam. I, I like I Bam like too. Bam. I remember at the beginning of the season he was at fourteen, but then he kept falling. I thought, saw him at twenty eight and twenty nine in a lot of mock drafts pre draft. It, it's I mean he's good, but it's. There haven't been many surprises like last year when you got into the teens and they have and the Kings to us, and then the Celtics to Yabushale or whatever his name was. Yeah, Yabushale. And um, I think they're pretty high on him, to yeah, next, just like next Coming up G- Draymond, uh, what from what I've heard, from what I've heard from <laughs> okay guys who follow that
0: team, just a rumor, not confirmed, not confirmed at all. Please don't hold me to that. Um, yeah, so. Just to, to recap the top, um, no surprises. Uh, Foles goes one. Lonzo goes two. No, yeah. Um, Jason Tatum goes three. Josh Jackson goes four. Um, De'Aaron Fox goes five. Yeah. And then Jonathan Isaac goes six.
1: Yeah, and that that was my mock draft. At, I think I had, I said Isaac at
0: six. I think I had switched Tatum and Jackson, but I would have switched if I could. I knew pretty much all day today that Tatum was going to be the pick of three. Pretty much everyone did.
1: Um, yeah, I, I want to talk
0: about that Tatum pick. Sure.
1: Do you think that he like it, he doesn't really fit the profile of what the Celtics have been drafting for the last couple of years, starting with Smart and Rogier and all those guys? Do you think that he really elevates that team a little bit more, like long-term?
0: The thing you have to remember with Jason Tatum is he, he played – under the greatest coach of all time. Okay, stop. Mike stop. Chichester. Stop. 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 No. No. What? Is there a problem here? Yeah, he's not the greatest coach of all time. That's a problem. So that's that's the the main positive. He's, <laughs> he's a great kid. He's going to have great fundamentals. Um, he pl- he's going to play the game the right way, for sure. But uh, seriously, I like Tatum. I think I liked him more than Jackson. I... Um, Because I see how Tatum is going to score in the NBA. Yeah. I don't see how Jackson's going to score. And I think the Celtics already have their Josh Jackson and Jalen Brown. I think those two are pretty similar. Yeah, they're really similar. Jalen Brown's a little smaller, but they're the same player. Extremely athletic, great on defense. Not quite sure how they're going to consistently score. At least not yet. And I think Tatum is a little bit different because you know how he's going to score, but you're not quite sure how he fits, who he's going to guard on defense, um, how his passing and core vision is, and, and those other aspects.
1: Yeah, and I, I think I said this pre I think I said this in our mock draft, our pre-draft episode. Um, Tatum was one of the most projectable guys in the draft because you you know who he's going to be, and what he's going to be is a is a really good ISO scorer who can knock down a three and hold his own in defense. And so I think that's what the Celtics really needed because, like you said, like Jalen Brown is a lot like, was a lot like Josh Jackson and it would be kind of redundant to keep picking those same kind of guys, those really good competitors who can't really shoot but try on defense. And I right. think they really needed that ISO scorer as, as a contingency plan if they couldn't get, uh, if they couldn't get Hayward or Paul George.
0: So, the Celtics have been the the most active and I guess fascinating is the word team to look at because they have so many options and so many assets. Um, I think they made a mistake passing on Marco Fultz, but I, I just love Marco Fultz. Is yeah, that's awesome. Um, I think it's, it was a mistake because Fultz is a genera- generational type scorer, and Tatum is not as good a scorer, just a little bit bigger. And all they got was another first-round pick, which they already have enough first-round picks anyway. Yeah, they don't need anything like that. It seemed like maybe they were trying to acquire more picks for a trade, but they didn't. But you think that all every year with the Celtics, and they haven't done it yet. When are they going to consolidate? Yeah, th- that's
1: something that I, I think that it, I think it's a little bit harder for Ainge to pull the trigger than for a lot of other GMs because it's been, I think. A couple years of trade rumors surrounding the Celtics out with those Brooklyn picks, but they really, I think it's a little bit of a double-edged sword with the Brooklyn picks because they have so many, they have so many picks that they kind of lose value to other teams because they're not as as, as valuable to the Celtics because they they're keep, they're still coming and so I think that might that that might be a little bit. Uh, I think that might be a little bit of a reason why. It's because other teams know that they ha- have way more picks
0: and so the first round picks just aren't as valuable to Boston as to other teams. And it's I love reading some of the stories about Danny Ainge um, apparently and you can kind of see why Danny Ainge isn't isn't very well liked in um, GM circles because he's he thinks he's so much smarter than everyone probably GMs say that he's not easy to deal with And one GM even said it's difficult to negotiate with the Celtics because they're so smart. And no, I don't mean Danny Ainge. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so the inference is that some of the Danny ages uh, right-hand men are the, the ones actually pulling the strings for Danny which is just a hilarious on-the-record quote.
1: Yeah, it's, that's pretty funny. Because it's just... I mean, Ainge comes off as a guy to me who thinks he's w- like way smarter than everyone, just like in his moves and in the way he talks to the media. It just sounds like he's really condescending a little bit.
0: Yeah. And I mean, he's done well. He has done well, yeah. The way he's compiled assets has been great, but he kind of fell into that absurd Brooklyn deal. Yeah,
1: he, sure. he definitely GM lucked into that deal. Wouldn't be able to because this to is like this is the worst that Brooklyn deal could have gotten, could have gone. Because I mean, Joe Johnson was still at the back end of his prime at the time of the deal, and Darren Williams was one of the best point guards. But I don't think I don't think anyone really expected him to ha- fall off this much to the point where he was like he was zero for eleven to start a finals. Yeah. So I mean, he kind of lucked in the fact that Brooklyn was just atrociously bad. For a, for a long time, right. Um, I, I want to move on and talk about Brooklyn again with another deal they made this week. You want to move on again, or move on, not again. I just want to move on to the the D'Angelo Russell and Brooke Lopez deal. Okay. So what are what are your thoughts on the Delo deal?
0: Uh, you know, I think it's kind of strange to give up on D'Angelo this early. I like D'Angelo. Um, he's He's kind of gotten a bad rap, I think, but he's developed, I think, pretty well. He's started out kind of shaky, but I think he's turned the corner a little bit. Yeah. But I think the real story is the Lakers just had to get out of that Moskov contract. Yeah,
1: I think that's what it was. Too. I
0: mean, which was clear the minute that they gave Moskov that contract. That, that they that would need to get out of it as a ridiculous contract. And I, it just says more about Moscow than I think it does about D'Angelo. But you look at it from a Nets perspective, um, they get rid of Brooke Lopez, who is on an expiring contract, and they pick up a nice piece and D'Angelo Russell. Finally, a nice, another nice piece. Um, they've been looking for one for, it seems like, about five years. And they haven't been able to find one because all their picks have gone to Boston, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. They just really haven't... This is, this is exactly what I think they needed to do. If they couldn't acquire a draft pick that was higher up, then I think they needed to move down. Or they needed to make a play for a young, an elite young prospect, which they did in D'Angelo Russell, because he's just two years removed from being the second pick in the 2015 draft. We, when, he's shown flashes of brilliance. I think the, after the All-Star break this year, he averaged 19 points a game on a pretty, some pretty efficient shooting numbers. And he, start, he started playing
0: off the ball more, right?
1: Yeah, and it, he started playing a little bit more off the ball because they were experimenting to see how he'd potentially fit with Lonzo, but apparently he was not really a good fit for I Lonzo. I thought he was so fine, but I guess they didn't... I guess they didn't really want both those guys on the same team. But this is exactly what I thought they needed to do, and they dumped Brooke Lopez. This is
0: And I, that's, The Nets tonight pick up Jared Allen from Texas, who I guess you're not a fan of.
1: Not really. Not, not really. Why? I mean, I like, I like him a little bit, but I just... I, I don't like him for the Nets because he's more of a role player in his ceilings, kind of cats. I think they should have gone for Jonah Bolden or a guy like... Or Harry Giles or someone like that. The first Harry Giles know, was off, but... out the board, but they should have gone for someone with a little bit higher upside.
0: So first round's now over, and Jonah Bolden still hasn't been picked. That's weird. One of my favorite sleepers. Um, and really a guy who... Wasn't mentioned at the start of the process, but it started started to get mentioned as possibly a top 20 even pick. Yeah, but didn't get drafted. Yeah, it's uh, Derek White, a local kid from Colorado, just got picked by the Spurs. And Josh Hart rounded out the first round, going to the Lakers. Yeah, this has been.
1: I'm kind of surprised. Ojale Evans and um, Bona and Jonah Bolden are still on the board. Yeah, because I thought those guys. I think they're going to stick in the NBA, and I think they have a little bit more upside than a lot of the other second rounders. So it's a little surprising to me, but I mean, they're going to make they're going to make some really good steals, I think, in the second round. Possibly. Possibly.
0: John Evans is a little undersized, so he'll have to go to the right situation, I think.
1: I think mean, yeah, I think some a team like Sacramento or Phoenix.
0: Sacramento. They just got Darren Fox.
1: I know, but he'd be a good backup. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, you, you like having two rookies as your starting and backup point guard?
1: What are the Kings playing for right now? I mean, they really don't... They're not in any position to really make a run in the playoff spot. They're really just giving de- developmental minutes to guys. I mean, you saw Buddy Heald basically running point for them at the end of the year.
0: So I think they're just trying to see what they have. The Kings, I think, have had the best night outside of the Timberwolves. Yeah. Just fleecing the bulls. Um they they pick up Harry Giles, high upside. Justin Jackson, I'm not as high on him. But, I mean... Darren Fox is their, their number five pick. Yeah, and this is very... Well done. It's
1: been a very un-Kingsy draft. They've only taken one center. Um, they a- actually drafted a point guard who, who wasn't a shooter. So, I mean, this is really
0: surprising. And we've talked about it before. We love some of their pieces. I... I like Scal LeBissier a lot, and sign is developing nicely out there. And Buddy Hill's nice. I think he'll he'll be judged unfairly just because he was cons- he's considered the centerpiece of the Buggy Cousins he, trade, which is not fair to him. No, he's, he's not that type of player, but he'll be a nice role player, I think.
1: He's not Steph Curry as Vivek wanted, thought he was going to be, but he's a good shooter. He can he's d- developing um, his handle. He's developing more PNR, uh, PNR chops, and I think he can maybe experience like a late-career defensive like resurgence like G, uh, J.J. Reddick has the last couple years.
0: Well, he's only been on the league for a year. I
1: know, but I think, I'm just saying like, I think he can ve- get better on defense.
0: So it wouldn't really have to be a resurgence. No, just it just have to be, be getting like better, get better yeah. improving can, a little resurgence bit. Resurgence wasn't really the right word, but... Um, any other drafts by team stick out to you as being big winners tonight? Um, it's
1: too early to tell with a lot of these teams. But, I mean, the Spurs, I think they got picked up a really nice piece in Derek White. And the Lakers uh, have stayed the course. They got some really interesting pieces in Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma. And I forgot their other guy. But, I mean, this has been a really good night for them. It's kind of gone the way they wanted it to. It's, just, it's been a good night for a lot of teams, except for the Nuggets. So, so far. So far. I mean, there's we still have a lot more drafts, and if they pick up a Wundu, I'll be really happy. I won't stop talking about a Wundu. You are obsessed. With I love a He's he's nice. I like him. He's really good.
0: If you had to pick between a Wundu and Semi Ojale, though, who would you want? Ojeley, obviously. Okay. Um. So it's possible we're speculating that the Nuggets can move Lydon or Lyles and the trade hasn't been announced yet. It could be a sign trade with Millsap. We don't really know. We're hoping it's something, though. Um, otherwise, otherwise, this is stupid and uh, I'm really angry. I guess the Summer League will be fun with all those young guys we've got. We need to consolidate at some point. Soon. Clearly,
1: we need to consolidate. I don't want to become like the Celtics in terms of how many assets they have and how how they're not really using, like how they're not really consolidating them. And I, I just don't want. To, I want to become great, not the Hawks.
0: Um, one of my favorite. Uh, I I was actually listening to some local radio, which rarely talks about the Nuggets, but they were talking about them. yeah. Early today. They actually made a good point. What's important in the NBA is that you're not in the middle. If you're going to be bad, then you have to be really bad. If you're going to be good, then you have to be really good. Because it's so hard in the NBA when you're just a middling team like the Nuggets are to get enough pieces to move up into the upper tier. And it's really hard to be bad enough to get a good enough draft pick. So that's why it's important, if you're in that middling road, to make a decision to either sell off your assets and rebuild or consolidate the team, get a star or two, and try and make a push. And the Nuggets have been middling for seemingly five, six years.
1: Yeah, we're. I, I really fear we're becoming the Hawks of the West because... We're, we're Raptors. I mean, the... You you mentioned the Ra- the Raptors are good. Like they've been, they made the conference finals a couple years ago. They're good. I they, the Raptors are good. I just <laughs> I, I'm just kind of prove it. <laughs> disappointed in how this is, night has is gone for the Nuggets. I mean, it's been. I, I thought we were going to do better than this, but I guess I was wrong.
0: But I mean, who are you expecting them to take at thirteen? That would have made it. That would have made a contribution right away. I mean, all the talk was OG, and OG was not contributing to this team right away.
1: Yeah, OG wouldn't contribute, but I liked... And you You did not like Mitchell, but I did. I thought he was good. Mitchell
0: would be redundant with Gary Harris. And Mitchell was ended up who was taken at 13 and traded to the Jazz.
1: Yeah. Oh, um, a tweet. I just saw a tweet from Jimmy Butler's trainer who just ripped the Bulls front office um, the tweet was oh, 82 worst culture in the league I met drug dealers with better morals than, than their GM <laughs> he is a liar and everyone knows so uh, pr- pretty scathing review from Jimmy Butler's trainer probably talking about Gary Garpax oh totally talking about Garpax Garpacks about the liar part is what I mean yeah Garpacks might be the worst possible uh, GM
0: uh, worst possible front office in the league I mean that trade is just so bad. It you, was terrible. You think the Celtics wouldn't have given something better than that? I mean what was the Celtics offer if they were ever in on Jimmy Butler? I don't they know. They must not have been because they would have like, any offer of theirs would have been better than that.
1: Yeah, I, I don't really know what they I mean, what, what what was the Nuggets offer too? I feel it, what was anyone
0: else's offer? Like, what were people offering for Jimmy Butler? Yeah, what were the other offers? Were like, no, we're not going to take that one. We're going to take the T Wolves offer. This That's is, much better. This is like Vlade a couple
1: days after the um New or the Boogie trade, saying that they had better offers on the table a couple days before. Yeah. <laughs> this is we're gonna we're gonna wait until we get. Yeah, we're gonna wait until we get the worst <laughs> offer and then take it. Yeah. <coughs>
0: Whoa! Yeah, right. Sorry, I had to cough. <laughs> um, what about any losers or big losers outside of obviously the Bulls? The Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> the Nuggets are losers in my book right now. I mean, it could change. No, you don't have any trust in Conley that maybe he knows what he's doing. Maybe Tyler Leiden turns out to be Jokic two point oh. Did you just say that Leiden could turn out to be Jokic two point oh? I said maybe. I, I mean. Did, all right, I'm gonna hold did people to think that. Jokic was that good when they picked him
1: 41st? No, but that was because he wasn't athletic. He still had all those skills. People
0: saw that. Did they? Why didn't anyone else take him?
1: Because he was a fat point guard from Serbia.
0: Exactly. He, there's more known
1: about Tyler Lydon than there was about Jokic back then.
0: Okay? Like not really. I, I mean, Lydon never was asked to play defense, so we don't really know if he can or not. It doesn't seem like...
1: I, I just see him as Ryan Anderson 2.0 with this weird... Is that bad of, with the 24th pick in the draft? Yeah, it's bad for this team. For the 24th pick in the draft? For the draft. 24th pick in the draft, that's good value, but it's not good for our, us. I'm looking at this through, this draft through the lens of, is this good for, for the Nuggets? See, th- and generally, those guys come up as good defenders who can hit threes. It's just 3 and D guys I'm lo- looking for with the
0: Nuggets, and they have failed to deliver. I think Anderson probably falls in that category where I was talking about with Murray earlier a few episodes ago where his number one skill is going to be scoring slash shooting without really any defense or athleticism. And the problem with players like that is that they get paid a crap ton of money, but then they don't really contribute in more than one area. So then you're saddled with this, this one player taking up a large portion of your cap who doesn't contribute. And yeah carry his weight and that's the problem with murray and why i suggested maybe they would dump him to move out for my guy jonathan isaac
1: yeah and that happened that happened this summer with ryan anderson when he got massive money and
0: it came out earlier this week that they were shopping him yep so it feels like because guys like that get the notoriety that's how they get the contract they they put up nice scoring numbers that's how they get the money but when you really look at it, do they it's, really contribute not really that much? It. That much else to
1: the team? And speaking of the Rockets shopping people, I had, I just had a thought um, about Beverly. The, this draft. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Um, Patrick Beverly for Tyler Lydon or Trey Lyles. <laughs> I think that <laughs> well, that would work would do that. because Daryl Morey will love that. I mean, you're basically getting two Ryan Ryan Anderson for cheaper money, which allows them to trade Ryan Anderson for. That is else.
0: interesting, and that
1: could be possible. That's I, okay. I don't. I I have no information. This is I'm like no. I have no insider thing, but I, uh, the nuggets would for sure have to give up probably yeah, something else. And I, this is just a theory I had, uh, while we were talking about shooting, I guess. So <laughs> I don't know. I just, it came in and popped into my mind, but yeah, that, that, I think that could happen. And I'm really excited if that does, Yeah, cause that'd be really good.
0: Uh, just reading through some of the sentiment on Twitter from, you know, beat writers and some fans, uh, not happy is the overall sentiment for Nuggets fans. Um, I think the frustration is just with the hope, getting their hopes up with Jimmy Butler, um, and then ending up with this just underwhelming. Unclear what the strategy is.
1: Yeah, it, it's really. This is how I think this is how it feels to be a Knicks fan, and I'm not liking it. Wow, you're really blowing this out of proportion. I'm really proportion. blowing this out of proportion, I know. But the, just like the weird like confusion about what's going on half the time.
0: It's just weird because when you look at other picks. We've done well. Like Conley, you you kind of knew right away, like, wow. Um, well, I thought Moody was going to be pretty good, but he didn't turn oh, out. But other picks, me I mean, I saw Gary Harris was like, wow, I see it with that. Um, I saw it with Malik Beasley. I, saw, I it with, saw it with Jamal Murray, and I saw it with Juancho too. I saw it with uh,
1: even Nurkic because he showed it in this first year. It's just I, I don't know what's going on. I, I think that the, I think as I mentioned earlier, this might be a play for maybe Patrick Beverly or something Would be shooting. perfect on this. This team. is and this feels like a. I, I mean, I love Patrick Beverly on this team. He brings that fire, two way guy. And on offense, he doesn't really demand a lot of touches. He can, he's a really good cutter, and he can hit threes, which is what we need. Um, I think this might be, and I think this might, that might be what Conley might be trying to do because Leiden really fits the profile of what Houston wants. And if they, I think they're trying to clear up space, then maybe they could try to get Ryan Anderson off the books.
0: But then, if they get Leiden, isn't that pretty much the same thing? Yeah, but he comes I way guess cheaper. He's cheaper, yeah. Uh, my boy. Another Duke grad. Frank Jackson goes to the Hornets. Although that pick might might be traded. I'm not sure. Duke grad? Did I say Duke grad? You said Duke grad. All right. Yeah, because he did not graduate. He graduated from the Mike Krzyzewski School of Basketball. Shut up, stop. No, yeah. he didn't even graduate from that. I mean, yeah, he did. He, had to, he had to go for a couple years to really get his full tutelage. Everyone knows that Coach K doesn't let any player go unless he graduates the Mike Krzyzewski School of Basketball. Do you think he has control over whether these guys go? Yeah. Oh, what? Coach K is smart enough to know how to manipulate his guys to stay or go. Well, that's not really a good thing to do to a person. They have Trayvon Duval. That's why Frank Jackson declared they got Trayvon Duval. Oh, Trayvon Duval, I. Woo-hoo!
1: I have some mixed feelings about Trayvon Duval, oh which we'll God. we'll get into when we do maybe our college basketball, oh. our college basketball preview, and he's not the perfect just, prospect. So then, I've got some. We, uh, so I've got some concerns about him. Okay, you know what? We'll do him for next year. Next season we'll, he, do him, we'll do we'll make
0: him our first prospect watch. He's struggling uh, pulling up from twenty five feet, so I'm not sure I'll be able to take him with the first overall pick. I just don't think he's a shooter. Going to his right, fading all right. All right, okay. He really struggles with that. All right, shot. all right. Sorry. Who do I Sorry. Saw oh, I was doing nowhere there. Sorry.
1: Okay, fine. You know what? We'll do him first. We'll do him as our first prospect watch in December. December. Actually, you know what? we should start that again in January. Actually.
0: Well, we can start
1: doing it whenever we want. We should. you want to... Well, if we, we could, start it now, then we'll like run out of prospects by... If we start when the draft. college fall season starts, we will yeah, we'll, per- we'll probably be, be perfect timing. So, so... For everyone. Yeah, that that was actually a really fun segment. I liked that.
0: Which, the prospect watch? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I something. wish we had time to do more. We only got through, I think, the first six. Should we introduce Rumor Watch? Uh, we can, with free yeah, agency. Let the, yeah, let's actually introduce Rumor Watch
1: for the next... For, um, That'll Instead be of fun. taking place with Prospect Watch, we're going to start that today. I don't know what rumor we're going to go over, but we'll figure it out. There's plenty to choose from. Plenty of rumors, which we should get into. <laughs>
0: um, so what are your thoughts on Josh Jackson going to Phoenix? He didn't really, a really sound. That's fit. He didn't really sound really excited about going there. Well, he also
1: didn't sound excited about the possibility of going to the Celtics. So I don't think he really wanted to go anywhere. But well,
0: I mean, if he's not excited about
1: going to the Celtics, then he's really not going to be excited. I think he yet. just wanted playing time, or was his agent talking? But I mean, I, I think it's a really good fit. He's a great athlete, and he's a great defender. And he, he if he develops his shot a little bit more, he could be a viable two way force. So, I mean, that's a good pick for he, for the for Phoenix, who's really, I mean, outside of Devin Booker, has had a really sketchy history with the draft. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, sketchy. Uh, how do you think Marquise Chris is going to develop? It's
1: too early to tell with him. I mean, he had... it After All-Star break, he was really starting to show some more flashes, but there were still flashes, and they came in small doses, so I think he could be something... Pretty, he could be a really good player, but it's going to take a lot more polish and a lot of time in the film room to really get to that level. Yeah. Because his feel for the game is just... is terrible. And Bender didn't really play. He's too... Yeah, he was he was too thin and he's not ready. He was, he, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Cause <laughs> no, no. Is t- yeah. Okay. Well, he's just not ready. a lot of these guys aren't ready, but you've been throwing that in my face the entire night because Kyle's been over here since I think 30 minutes before the draft starts. And every time I said, Oh, I don't think Jamal Murray is going to be a great point guard next year. He said, Oh, he's not ready.
0: He was mocking me saying he's not ready. That's because you describe every prospect as not being I don't ready. I'm
1: every prospect is not ready. Lonzo's ready. Markell's but, ready. But you Jason said he Chan's wasn't ready.
0: You said he wasn't ready. You said Lonzo wasn't ready a few podcasts ago. But then
1: I, I I've been watching more interviews and he looks mature enough to really handle LA.
0: Oh my. He looks the backpedaling. My goodness. All right. Well, you <laughs> know what? Am I about? I'm just done. <laughs> I'm done with this. <laughs>
1: All right, let's get back to whatever we were talking about before.
0: Um, I'd like to lament for another minute on the Nuggets' failure to draft Jonathan Isaac. I loved his fit in Denver. Um, I let out let out an audible sigh. Kyle was so shaken up about this. It was so funny. We were
1: watching the drafts, and the and. Um, he was on Twitter and he saw that Woj reported or someone reported that the the match were going to take Isaac and when it happened on TV he just sighed in disbelief and sunk back into the couch it was so it was just heartbroken heartbroken. it was heartbreaking I don't think I've ever seen you shaking up whoa Devon Reed at 32 I don't think I've ever seen you so shaken up about something like that I mean I love Devon Reed but he's not 32 (laughs) um
0: I don't even know what to, what to say about that. Um, but yeah, going back to Isaac, we, I talked about this probably every episode for the last five weeks, how perfect he would have been um, next to Jokic. He would have been given time to develop his scoring. He wouldn't have been asked to be the number one scorer. He would have been fed a lot of great opportunities with Jokic, and he would have been the room protector defender at the floor next to Jokic. Pretty much everything you're looking for, and you probably wouldn't have Trey Lyles and Tyler Lydon on your team right now either. That would be that would make me really happy if we didn't have Trey Lyles and Tyler, Tyler Lydon instead of a good player. I really. I don't m- like the way you're ripping Tyler Lydon. It's not fair to him. Okay, fine, fine. You can, you can rip Lydon's Trey Lyles all you want, but not Lydon. I mean, Lydon's okay, but I mean. <laughs> it's just it's too late to say that
1: you don't like him I I don't like him he's he does one thing really well and he doesn't really do much else so he's basically marking in I mean is it fair to say that we don't really know how good of a defender he is though yeah we don't know how good of a a defender he is but I mean it's been two years since he really had any experience in man-to-man coverage he hasn't really had he hasn't really had any time to gain experience in man-to-man against high-level players and I think it's just going to be a learning curve like it is for all guys to come out of Syracuse. Which is
0: fine. I mean, he's not going to be asked to play, I don't think, right away. Oh, he
1: better not. I don't, <laughs> see I don't want to see Leiden playing really early.
0: Uh, things probably would go would have gone terribly wrong if Leiden sees extended playing time. Or he's the second coming of Jokic. Or he's the second coming of Jokic, as Kyle assumed he would, get, he would be earlier in the podcast. No, I just said maybe. I mean... When Jokic was picked there's a picture of what was on the screen when Jokic was picked. <laughs> it, and was it was like a talking advertisement commercial. of a Taco Bell quesarito was the picture on Which, screen. by now. the way, quesaritos are pretty or yeah, pretty they're good. Interesting. They're pretty, pretty good, interesting, yeah. So it just goes to show you never really know the NBA prospects. You really you never really But know. you really do know that quesaritos are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so
1: if you're going to take anything away from this podcast, it's that
0: Case Ritos are pretty that.
1: good and Case does H- are more certain than NBA draft prospects And Harry Potter is better than Star Wars No, no, that's not something you're take, to take away from this podcast I never agreed to that
0: Everyone knows that Harry Potter it's is better It's not, than Star you Wars. haven't even seen Star Wars I've seen Harry Potter I've seen the premise of Star yeah, Wars What's the premise <laughs> of Star Wars? Down. What is it? A bunch of people with lightsabers <laughs> cutting each other's heads off God, that's dumb That's not the premise oh, Luke, I am your father God, so predictable What? That was not predictable at all. You if
1: you Okay. You didn't no one predicted plus a bunch of Skywalker Skywalker, plus a bunch of Yetis yetis. running around going They are Yetis. (laughs) It's not a bunch Oh.
0: You are just the worst. You don't even know what's going on. You haven't even seen the movies. Hey man, at least Harry Potter has some life life lessons, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Character building moments. You keep mentioning these life lessons. Have you actually taken away a life lesson from Harry Potter? Any life lesson I've had has come from Harry Potter. Do you know anything about life then? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that's really a great source for life. Read a life book, life Noah. Lessons. I know you've you've never read one in your entire hey, life. Hey, I'll but have you know one. I'm
1: reading the book of basketball right now.
0: Oh, okay. That's that's a good that's book.
1: Good book, yeah. What, what are you saying? Okay, but like read an actual book. I'm gonna start. Um, Imagine me gone later.
0: Okay. You should read uh, Fire and Ice, too. Those are good things. Aren't those, like, preteen books that are, like, ch- child books? Those are the Game of Thrones books. Oh, it's so long. i have to watch a show. That's a problem with your generation. Don't You're have in any my gen- generation. Don't have any attention span. You're in my generation. Oh, uh, You're a uh, millennial. It's so low. Uh, You're a millennial, too. What are you talking about? Get sidetracked every five seconds. Oh, uh, this book is too long. You're a millennial. What are you talking about? I'm one of the intelligent ones. Slip through oh. slip through the cracks. Okay. I'm a late I,
1: I'm either a late millennial or not a millennial at all. What are you? I don't know, actually, I should look that up, but I'm not gonna do it now.
0: No one knows what you are. <laughs> I'm a legend, that's what I am. Oh good lord. <laughs> um so you wanna do our rumor watch now? Rumor watch? Yeah. I mean sure, let's do it. Alright. Um, so the big rumors Paul George. Yeah, Paul George. I don't I, I want to talk about this Paul George rumors. You don't want to? I do. Um, I don't really want to. Then go for it.
1: Oh my guy Wood just got drafted! Oh number thirty-three, let's go. Let's go. My guy Woodo just got drafted. Why
0: are you why are you happy? He's not going to the nuggets now. <laughs> you dummy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what?
0: Okay, and you about yeah. blew the ears off of everyone
1: listening. I'm really sorry. I'm re- I really like do. But, yeah. Um, you don't say. Okay, we're talking about Paul George, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. You wanted to say something about Paul George. Okay, do you think that Paul George, I mean, if he goes to the Celtics, do you think that they are able to compete with LeBron?
0: No, n- no. See, that's
1: my, that's my thing, too, is I don't think that he really elevates their game to the point where it's worth giving up a Brooklyn pick for him.
0: But do you think they would have to if Yeah. If there's no guarantee for Paul George that he's gonna stay with the Celtics, then that lowers the leverage that the Pacers have in negotiations. See, I don't think that the Pacers have any leverage here. I think they I think they do actually. What?
1: What's the leverage? The leverage is actually they actually they have no leverage. No, oh think about God. it. Sorry, I was I kind of distracted, and I just wanted to argue with you. But I think that Paul, I think that they have some form of leverage.
0: I think the they have a lot of leverage. Go, actually, if, if
1: I think if he goes to a contender, I, I think these Paul these Paul George to the L A. rumors kind of go away. Because I mean, I know he has his heart set on L A. But do you think he would rather spend like five years bottoming out in the West? Waiting for like their window to open, and he's before he's too. And like when their window finally opens, he's too late to enjoy it. Or do you think he'd rather contend now when he's still in his prime?
0: But if that was the case, then why is he linked with the Lakers at all?
1: Because I think he wants to go. Because I, he I wants it, to
0: do it. I mean, that's I think all he wants point.
1: to do it, but I think his mind can be changed. I think it's kind of. I mean, would you rather play for a bottoming for a bottoming team or a contender? A contender, where you'll be featured. You'll be featured in both teams, well, but one
0: will be a contender. I mean, clearly, but, but Paul George clearly has other factors at play. He wants to play at home. Yeah, I was thinking about. I was thinking about what you asked earlier. If the Celtics will be good enough, this lineup, I, I was just thinking about it. So it would, my, in my head, the lineup is Isaiah Thomas, Jalen Brown, Paul George, Jalen, Jason Tatum, and
1: Zizich. So you're going a massive line. What
0: about Horford? You still have Horford on the team. He can play. He'll be off the bench. You're not paying
1: 113 113 million dollars for a guy. Fine. Then bench. Horford
0: and then Zizic comes off the bench. Right. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, that lineup could That's probably a huge lineup too. contend with LeBron.
1: I mean, it's all really switchy too, which is a really good thing.
0: See, the problem with the Celtics is, but I mean, without, I don't know what they do with Isaiah Thomas.
1: I. I don't know either. He's and how does You were yelling the at me. You were yelling at me earlier in, the, or in another pod because I was having some doubts about paying paying Isaiah the max, and now you're starting to have doubts because, I mean, he had that hip injury, which we don't know how bad that was, but it was bad enough to take him out of the playoffs. And you know him, and he really wanted to be in the playoffs.
0: It's my like, my thing with him, and I said it then was, what are you going to do if you let him walk? You can't just let him. Yeah, you walk. can't let him walk, but you also
1: can't. I mean, are you? Do you really want to pay a thirty-four-year-old point guard, who relied a lot, lot on his quickness, forty million dollars, to, and not really have a contingency plan?
0: But. I mean that's why I think Markel the contingency Fulton, is not having Isaiah Thomas on your team when he's 29, 30, 31, 32.
1: Yeah, but I mean that's why I thought that the Markel Fulton, that I thought that's what yes. Markel Folting was so stupid was yes. because they're committing themselves to a point guard who in 3 years may not even be a starting level point guard. That is true. And that's not really a, that's not really a good plan. I mean, Danny Ainge has made some great moves, but this might be one of his worst. I mean, we don't know how Jason Tatum's to turn out or elevate his game. But I never saw him... I know you never saw him as really a franchise cornerstone, and this is a lot to put on him. And I saw Markel Foltz as the franchise cornerstone. It, yeah, and sure. it's no sure thing that Paul George stays or even comes to your team. So this is a really, really risky move, and it has to pay off almost perfectly, or this is all going to just crumble.
0: It seems like if they don't get Gordon Hayward in free agency then uh, what are they doing?
1: They, they, they have um, to
0: get Gordon. Like, they have to.
1: He, they need, They're need. they really banking on a lot of things going right that I don't see all of them going right. Like, they're not going to get... They don't have enough room for Paul George and Gordon Hayward. And they also don't... They have Bradley, they have Br- Bradley and Smart coming up next year. They need, and so. they need to dump. They need dump to pay those wa- They need to pay some of these guys. And they had a lot... They had some cap room, but they're about to blow it. Because they refused... They didn't believe that Markel Fultz's Mar- personality really fit this team, which is a really terrible way to run your team, yeah. in my opinion. But
0: I'm not a GM, so... No, you're not. Definitely not that. <laughs> um, any other rumors you want to talk about? I mean, the rumors with the Nuggets are... Um, excuse me, that they might pull some sort of sign-and-trade for Paul Millsap. Which I, don't is, re- I don't really understand why... Unless Millsap oh, cool. just really wants the money, that um, he would even sign with Atlanta. Why wouldn't it? Would be better for the Nuggets if he just signed here. Yeah, because he is—he's an unrestricted free agent, so he can sign wherever he wants. I don't know if he's about to go into ring
1: chasing mode, though. But I, I think he'll. But, I think we I think we could sign him to a two-plus-one with a team option in the or a player option in the back. And I think that he would like that so he could still ring chase, but he would also be able to play for an up-and-coming team. Yeah, I don't know. I, um, I also want to talk about these insane Rockets rumors because it also it might factor into what the Nuggets are doing. So if you haven't heard, the Rockets yesterday decided that they're going to target every single good player who hits free agency. They're going to target Millsap, Lowry, Chris Paul, and I think Hayward or Griffin, and the weird thing is none of those players really fit D'Antoni's system. I mean, Chris Paul can shoot, but he really needs the ball in his hands. Lowry can shoot, but he's more effective with the ball in his hands. And this that same thing goes for all the player, every player except for Blake Griffin. So this is a really, it feels like de- it feels desperate to me.
0: Yeah, especially. Um I think that they're likely to – their number one target is Blake Griffin.
1: Yeah, but that's I mean – That's basically what I've heard. I think so too, but he hasn't really helped – that he hasn't really bolster their strengths or mitigate their weaknesses. He's not really a good defender, and he can't – he hasn't shown the ability to consistently space the floor to this point in his career. Uh, he's extended his range a little bit. A little bit, but he hasn't really done it to like where he can – you, you can't leave him open on the perimeter. And I think that's what that's what he really needs to do to really stay effective as he enters, as he falls out of his prime and loses, loses athleticism. So what are the uh, Clippers doing? I, I don't know. I think they're... They could lose all three. I think that's what they're trying... I think they see the writing on the wall with CP3 and Blake, and that's what where these DJ rumors are coming from. Because I think... They're shopping DJs, so they don't have to have them on the books. They can really start over. And throughout uh, throughout Diamond Stone, Bryce Johnson, and whatever other bench warmers, Doc's secretly been hiding in a fort the last three years.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, But any legs to the Chris Paul, the Nuggets rumors, you think?
1: Uh, I want there to be, I guess. But, I mean, I, I think it might be a Dwayne Wade situation. So... I, I think he's just using us for leverage somewhere. Anyway, I think I don't think he's going to leave because he really tailored, he, he really tailored the CBA for him to get as much money as he possibly can before he retires. So I think that there might be I don't think there's a ton.
0: You don't think he's chasing a ring? You think he's chasing money? If he's chasing money, he's just going to stay with the Clippers. Yeah, but
1: I why would he? Why else would he add that big that super thing that Supermax thing into the CBA? So he can get it with the Clippers. Yeah, but I mean, the Clippers aren't really going to contend anytime soon, are they? I mean, unless they make a, unless they get Paul George or LeBron, which seems unlikely because their cap situation is a mess. Yeah, the, the Clippers are in flux. I mean, I don't really know what they're going to do. I mean, they hired Jerry West, but there's only so much Jerry West can do for you. And
0: how good of a coach is Doc Rivers? Not I good. mean, he might be one of he the shows, more
1: overrated coaches. He shows, like, no willingness to like like be flexible
0: at all I was thinking that I was like well, what is he doing with this team he's the GM too what is he doing with the personnel they haven't been able to add any pieces cuz they're locked up in the cap I, I, and they're probably going to lose JJ Redick for sure too yeah and, and they've never had like
1: a functioning bench outside of Jamal Crawford never like never and yeah and Jamal Crawford is getting up there i mean he, he has a he hasn't really shown many signs of aging yet, but he can't play forever. Right. So this is ju- the Clippers are to recap. cap, The Clippers are in flux. The Rocker. The Rockets are trying to go after everyone, and Paul George is just going crazy.
0: Our guy just went. Jonah Bolden went to the Sixers. Of course, he went to the Sixers. That team is just stacked. You want want to talk about the Sixers a little bit? Actually, I think they got uh, that guy from Latvia too, Karnad, whatever. Uh, I don't know how to say Unsegis? his name Unsegis? You know who we're he talking about sad, yeah. The big seven footer The big seven foot two guy who
1: kind, kind of is like a dethroned Chris Epps, yeah. de Dehorned Chris Apps. Yeah that guy
0: But Jonah Ballone goes there One of my favorite prospects for sure He can really shoot Yeah good player
1: I, of course, he goes to the
0: Sixers, though. I
1: mean, the Sixers are really building something. They're a team to watch out for the next couple of years because um, they're, they just got Jonah Bolden now and Markel Fultz. And if Embiid and Simmons stay healthy, then that team is a dynasty, I think.
0: And, uh... Sorry, just to cut in, Boston just took semi o Oh, no. All right, well, that's sad. So...
1: Um, I'm just am kind of disappointed right now. Wow, Juwan Evans is still on the board at 37. So it's Hardenstein too. Well, Hart, I've heard a lot of teams are falling are really um, falling out or not falling out. They're just Jordan Bell. They're the low. Team. They're low on Hardenstein because he is really raw. He's more of an outline of a player than an actual player himself. So that, that's a big thing. But I think that what's special about Jonah Bolden is he also won the most improved player or the most promising prospect in I think the Adriatic League this year and the last two guys who win that award were Dario Saric and Nikola Jokic so that really says a lot about him as a player
0: right that's a good point um, any other rumors or anything else like that you want to talk about before we finish up with our N1 update
1: um Yvonne Rab is in the NBA now, so that's a thing.
0: But no, nothing else, really. Just an Ivan Rab hater, huh? I re- Do you like Ivan Rab? I, I don't see what he does. I don't, I don't hate him. I don't have any reason to hate him. I don't think him. he's going to be so very good. I just don't
1: know what he does in, like, on the basketball court.
0: He'll be like kind of free. Yeah, Just not as athletic. Or as strong. Or, he's uh, as strong as kind of free. Eh. He can jump, too. A little I, okay. He'll find a he'll find the space. Yeah, it's it's uh, one more thing,
1: it's just like weird to see all these big name college players going so low in the draft. Because it's been And it's such a weak international class this year. It's a really weak international class, but you still have Monte Morris, Juwan Evans, Nigel Williams, Goss, and a lot of productive college players still on the board at thirty seven. It just says a lot about normally at this the way point in the- is going.
0: At this point in the draft is where you start seeing guys go that you've never heard of before. Yeah. But all these guys, we've heard of all these guys before. Yeah. You see them play all the time in college.
1: It's weird. The international class is definitely weak. I mean it was strong it was stronger before because they had there was a lot of guys, but then a lot of them pulled out, like Rodion Kuryux, who's supposed to be a really great draft and stash player, but he pulled out. So Yep. Alright, let's let's move on to the and one update here. Jokic update?
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, do you have anything on Jokic? I mean, he bought a horse. and He did buy a horse, And he's taking Coach Malone out to Serbia to show him the horse. For real? Yeah. That's awesome. Malone said that he's going to Serbia to see Jokic and see his new horse, which is just freaking (laughs) awesome. This (laughs) is awesome. I love
1: this team. Which is weird because I said I hated them a lot before. You don't hate them. I don't hate them. I'm just really upset. And you'll be fine in two days when their real plan
0: comes. Yeah, but into light. that's pretty great that Jokic fought a horse yeah. and also invited Coach Malone to go see it. And he's working out in some pasture with a bunch of old guys on their tidy and Yeah, it's super weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just yeah, again, just go on Harrison
1: Wynn's thing. Who um, we won't we won't give anything away, but got some things working there. Just go to Harrison Wynn's Twitter page and it's pinned to his pinned to his uh, profile. And it's just videos of Jokic working in the offseason.
0: So um, any stories outside of the NBA draft or the NBA, NBA that um, you want to cover before we wrap it up? Not really.
1: There's some, I mean, I guess there's like a big Team USA camp right now going on for like college players. It's been fun to watch, but that's about it. Any specific players catch your eye? Hamid Diallo's jumper is not as bad as people say it is. Why didn't he declare? Why didn't he stay in the draft? I, I don't know. I, but I think he would have gone at like 16 or 17. And his jumper, he's worth taking a flyer on next year for his defensive stuff. And I don't think his jumper is as bad as people are saying it is. So that's really something to watch out for. Um, Peyton Pritchard's been tearing it up. But yeah, that's that's about all I have. You have anything? No, but we've covered everything I wanted to cover tonight. All right. Well, um, follow us on Twitter at the ARBT Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at NOSC25. And me
0: at KyleSchulte17. Um, thanks can, for tuning in. We we loved yeah. doing this. This is our favorite episode to do. So yeah, this is what we were kind of preparing for all year. And check out uh, Noah's been publishing. We like we did our mock
1: draft and big boards. Yeah, we de- we put a draft guide out there so you can s- it, you can see after the fact who your team got, what kind of what kind of player they got. So that's a, that's some fun. Um,
0: I'll pin it to our Twitter page, I think. Uh, just before we sign off, uh, Golden State is trading for Jordan Bell. Who are they trading? Uh, I'm not sure yet. But All right, well, that's the breaking you, news. Before we yeah, start. yeah, we'll keep we'll keep you updated. We'll post
1: to it as on our Twitter page. Um, follow. You can find us anywhere on iTunes, such SoundCloud. And we had a problem with iTunes last week, but it's resolved. And now um, you can find us easier. Just search ARBT on iTunes, and will be the first thing to co- will be the only thing to come up. We've got a new logo that we rolled out this week, which was really fun.
0: So um, that's it. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.